0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I am your host, Mitch Michaels, and I am delighted that you are listening to this sports podcast. There's never been more content in late September as we get ready for October. A lot to discuss. I'm going to do that with my buddy, Matt Wittenberg, coming on the show to break down the MLB postseason. 16 teams in this year. Wildcard round is best of three. We break down all the action, make our picks. He's a Dodgers fan. I'm an Indians fan. We do our best not to let our biases be shown, but hey, we're only human, so come on. Uh, we also talked some football, quarterback-driven NFL league, some results there. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup, we touch on that as well. As UFC 250 with Israel Adesanya taking out Paulo Acosta and Jan Blayewich winning the light heavyweight title. All of the sports, everything, baseball-driven discussion with Matt Wittenberg on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, time for another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Someone I haven't talked to in a while, my buddy Matt Wittenberg. A lot to discuss. Baseball, the bracket with all these playoff teams and a lot of other sports as well. Matt, thanks for joining the show.
1: Uh, of course. Perfect time to uh, have me back now that we're getting uh, up for uh, October Madness, I guess we can call it.
0: All right, I'll start here. Uh, I think we know each other fairly well, uh, and we're definitely on the deep end of sports fans. So what I'm going to say here is, uh, I don't want to say it's controversial or shocking, but it might be too much. (laughs) There's so much going on that it is getting very, very hard, almost like another job, trying to keep up with everything in the sports world.
1: Zero doubt about that. It's never happened this way before. Normally it's just... NFL and postseason baseball going on right now, but just with the craziness of what is this crazy year and NBA finals going on, and it's just yeah, it's a lot. That NHL just wrapping up tonight yeah. with the Stars taking it. So no, I mean, Tampa, me, yeah. the Lightning taking it over the Stars. Yeah, I, I so, do. Yeah, I, it's a it's a great time.
0: We've had fights. We've had we've had tennis majors, baseball, basketball, you name it, football, pro and college. Uh, it's been insane yeah i do want to i'll give props to tampa i uh you know i grew to hate them sports hate them when they took on my team we saw with the playoff hockey both you Mm experienced too how crazy it was um tampa was just very very good and they were so loaded at at forward i mean they won a stanley cup without their captain steven samco is one of the best goal scorers of his generation even really playing that much played like three minutes in one game um so as we record this, I don't know who actually they awarded the con Smythe to. We'll try to get a look up on that. But they had four options is my point. So, I mean, Dallas played hard, but Tampa was just, you know. And, and the other point on that, too, we can go across sports with, they tasted, you know, heartbreak defeat last year, humiliation last year as an eight-seed loser are yeah, Columbus for teams. How many times have we seen in the last decade? Uh, Clemson loses the title game, gets back there. Virginia loses in basketball, college basketball, to a 16 seed. The San Antonio Spurs yeah. lose that NBA finals to the Heat, I mean, you could go on and on, and redemption happens, and I think for that Gee, team. losing
1: in the AFC title game and then making it back the next year. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, it, Victor Hedman, by the way, your uh, okay Spike
0: That's good. That's why I would have gone, not just because it's the, the defense thing. But I mean, just the just the tank for sure, and I'm just glad Kucherov didn't get it, so we can end on a positive note yeah, there. Uh, exactly. But no, props to the Lightning. Uh, we will get to we will get to baseball in a second, but uh, I do have a quick question for you. I mentioned the fights. Shoot. Did you watch UFC? Did you see any of UFC 253? Because I was, uh, I guess I was floored with the championship performance of the style vendor Adesanya.
1: I did not catch it. I did, I caught, obviously, the light replay highlights of him. I mean, dude's on another level right now. I mean, he, I kind of expected him to win going in, but just like the way he was able to go about it, I mean, it's something special. I mean, I don't know if we're going to ever get him and uh, John Jones together, but that seems a little like a pipe dream. But I mean, I would tune into a second for that.
0: Yeah. Uh just the we all thought that we all thought that Costa might have been kind of going up a little fast and didn't really have the resume. Clearly, he didn't have the resume of uh, of the stylebender, but that's the second best fighter in the division. Like he had the win over Romero, it was close. He's undefeated. That's number two, and he just mm-hmm. got dismantled. Like the gap between number one and two at middleweight was not even close. And and that's some of the best striking that that we've seen maybe ever with his ability. To mix it up, throw kicks, throw punches, work in elbows, control distance, time, space. He's just yeah. so fluid of a striker; it's insane. And and for two rounds, and and really for the first half of the first round, wasn't even much of anything. He did he did all that damage in basically one round of fight time. It was it was insane. I don't know what's next yeah, for his him. Reach is just absurd.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't know how you counter that whatsoever.
0: I I. I don't know if Jones is going to be an option because you said I think they missed the boat on that one. Jones is moving up, not necessarily staying or, or you know waiting for Adesanya to move up to light heavyweight if he decides to do that. Uh, maybe it happens. I don't know what the plan is. Jones' old division has a new champion. It wasn't the one we thought as Reyes got absolutely thumped by Blyowitz in that Polish power. So not the outcome many people expect. <laughs> Never discount that. Never discounted. He threw a left that caught... Reyes in the ear and completely wrecked his Equilibrium his legs and arms and limbs Were just flailing everywhere and one of the, wor- one of the Worst nose breaks I've ever seen too So Reyes has that going for him as well
1: Yeah all a Really strong card I mean As those double title fights typically Are you usually end up with at least One good one but luckily We, we got uh, Two for two on that one
0: we're gonna have to Check in on Jose you know our friend Friend of the show too Jose Young's how he's doing Over there 'Cause that's all a, yeah, uh, yeah, a, uh, a long time.
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's a long time. And and you know, he doesn't have his Red Sox now to get him through it. So exactly. I had to throw that in there.
1: <laughs> Might be for the best though with how they play this year though, so better to uh, just bury that season.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it wasn't good. Even the Red Sox, other Red Sox fans I know got even upset when they started winning some games at the end of the year. They're like, What are they doing? I thought this was a tank job. Uh, and we'll wait, to connect, we'll wait to connect the dots for uh, co-order to manage the team next year, which is more than likely going to happen. Just spoiler alert for everybody out there. Uh, but it, be that as it may, there's 16 teams in the playoffs this year. We're ready for the MLB playoffs. And here on the Money Mitch Effect, I want to preview. We've never seen anything like this. It was a shortened season, 60 games. And we're now getting to the point of a first round that is best of three. No buys, mm-hmm. no home field advantage, no fans, in and in minimal fans in the uh, AL in the NL games in the Texas area, but none for the AL teams playing on the on the West Coast. As we get to that point. point, first rounds on site for home advantage, but there really isn't any. I know you're yeah. happy with how the Dodgers played this year, how Betts just came in and uh, and dominated. But as the standard bearer, best record team in baseball, you're the perfect person to discuss just how terrifying this is as a top seed to have worked hard in the season and not really have that advantage it is
1: it's it's really scary and just me being a Dodgers fan and seeing all of the postseason collapses of recent memory it's just uh yeah just another thing that uh makes my blood pressure rise a little bit until that first game gets going but you like you said it no fans even though the higher the teams are hosting the wild card at their stadium no fans no real advantage there you just got to go off of your own energy essentially so and three games the margin for error is so so small especially if you go up against a team with a hot pitcher that could be it for you in that series i mean Grant, i don't think the brewers are that team so that we... makes me feel a little bit better but just it's just the margin for error is razor thin
0: and it, there's another side of that coin, right, too, if you have that hot pitcher and he's on the mound in game one. <laughs> I wonder who I'm talking about now. You can't uh, pitch game exactly. three. Exactly. you you got to win it. It almost feels like a must-win in that sense because it's like if we blow our ace here, then, then what happens? It's going to be crazy because while not a one-game playoff, there's going to be teams treating it like a one-game playoff and emptying the, the pitching and emptying the rotations and putting starters in the bullpen and, and doing whatever mm-hmm. it takes to get to that next round. I'm intrigued by this concept. I actually don't fault it for this year. I I I'm hesitant to say this is the number of playoff teams we need all the time. This year because of how short the season is and, and it makes you really appreciate, right? Everybody says baseball season's too long. Sixty games just flew right by. Like it almost feels like it happened in the blink of an
1: eye. Sure did, yeah. It's it's insane. And it's just like you see it this year with a couple of teams under five hundred making it in, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily need it. I don't see a value for it moving forward, but I, I agree that this year was kind of warranted, especially since you have such a limited sample size, to yeah. like how good these teams could be at right. the end of the year, where who knows if the Astros end up like going on a hot streak in August, September and winning the AL West. I mean, I hate them and <laughs> would definitely not have wanted to see that, but I guess it's like all fair in uh, 2020 right now.
0: How about four NL Central teams in the playoffs? That that's something I Ridiculous. didn't expect to see. And yeah, I just you know we do have to give props to the Marlins and the Cardinals because they got gashed by COVID like nobody else, and they made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals playing baseball basically every day and sometimes twice a day for the last month and a half was pretty insane. I'm not saying that those teams, specifically the Marlins, have turned the corner and are, are building something just yet because they did limp into the playoffs in a shortened season. But it's a good sign for sure. So I'm happy that some of yeah, these teams absolutely. are getting to experience the playoffs and, and the madness. And I know it's you know anything can happen in baseball, but you got to feel pretty good. The top teams, how they're built, which we'll get into now, they're uh, you know they're designed to win these games. And you know if you want to win the title, if you want to ho- hoist that title, you're going to have to win. So. Here's where we are with this, and uh, I'll start with, do you know who the upset pick of – here's a little trivia for Do you know who the upset pick was? The most likely lower seed, the team that got the most votes is a lower seed to win. And it was not any of the uh, four or five it. matchups.
1: Okay, I, I think I know that. It was mm-hmm. the Reds over the Bray.
0: You did your homework. That was That's the trendy mm-hmm. upset
1: pick. And
0: it's an interesting series to start with, but I want to I pick that one because – the The map is there. This is what we see in places in mm-hmm. baseball, right? We see the team that pitches well, that was coming in hot down the stretch, has an ace, has a rotation, has just a bunch of ball players playing the team that exactly has had some failures in the past. The Braves give up, I think I think their home run rate is terrible. I think they get get bombed more than just about anybody. and they're a streaky team. They get hot, they get cold. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to pick the Braves to lose this series just yet. But I could absolutely see it. It's Trevor Bauer who's making his push for the Cy Young. What he's able to do, I think it's understandable why the Reds are getting a lot of love from the pickers and the odds
1: makers here. Yeah, in the short series, which we just discussed, it's all about pitching. And if you can have a starter go seven, eight innings into a game, especially if it's a guy as good as Trevor Bauer, and how good Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo have been. that's almost as strong as any pitching staff in the playoffs, maybe, other than I don't know, maybe give the Dodgers and the Rays an edge over that, but it's, yeah, and they came in hot. They had to win down the stretch to make it in, so their lineup isn't isn't as good as the Braves lineup, but they still got some bats in there. They got Joey Votto. They got Nick Castellanos, who's been playing really well this season. Um, It wouldn't surprise me at all, and you sort of alluded to it with the Braves, uh, the postseason failures being a stigma around that team, so that one wouldn't shock me at all. I understand why that's the trendy uh, pick.
0: Freddie Freeman's been a monster, want to give him props, and we know how good Acuna is, is just the standard yeah. bearer for young baseball players maybe right now. It, it, it's insane where, where he's at. But
1: yeah. Ozuna leading the NL in home runs also. They can hit, for sure. But it's just, yeah, their pitching staff got hurt. Mike Soroka's out, and then Freed got banged up near the end of the season. Looks like he's going to be fine, but. It's, uh, yeah, not exactly the way you want to go against a team that can throw those, that starting rotation at you.
0: The plus side for the Reds winning was it, it would be chaos. I'd be all in for, like, one of these halves of the bracket to just be a disaster, <laughs> you know, if yeah. we just had, had yeah, chaos well there. Um, but I actually would pick – I am going to pick the Braves in that one. I, I just think that the Reds are a nice story. I don't see it talent-wise with, uh, with them winning this series. If they do, put it this way, if they do, this is a just – Terrible, terrible series loss for the Braves. They, they had yeah, dreams absolutely. of going all the way this year. And a lot of people, for a lot of deserved reasons, as we're seeing in the seeding, thought they were the rival to your Dodgers to challenge based on their core and how things have gone, losing that game. I that, know.
1: I was very, very thankful that they yeah. <laughs> ended up in getting a little hot down the stretch yeah. and moving up the pecking order. So did not want to see them in the first round.
0: And, you know, we can kind of stick in that region with Cubs and Marlins. Cubs are another trendy pick, and and it has a lot to do with the fact that the Marlins are essentially playing with house money. It's been nice how they've been doing, especially they started started, uh, well, you know, were able to battle through their COVID issues and Mm -hmm. have a lot of young players. The Cubs have that core they also have a manager that's never done this before. So David Ross, how he's able to use his bullpen and what decisions he makes, we were not used to seeing this, but the talent and this is where I will always be the, the, the mark, so to speak. It's hard not to trust this Cubs core in this, in this series for me. I just, I I can't see Bryant Rizzo and company getting through.
1: I just think, yeah, their offense wasn't as good this year as it has been the last couple. I mean, uh, as Rizzo, and Bryant all sort of having down years. And their pitching really carrying them far this year with how you Darvish sort of made his rebound from poor form in recent years. He's, he's yeah, their ace now. Maybe a Cy Young winner, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks strong, and they still got John Lester if they want to throw him in game three. So, yeah, they're not an easy out at all. Just wonder if those offensive struggles carry in against a team, like you said, that has nothing to lose and is playing with house money.
0: If Craig Kimbrel's the guy for them in the bullpen, and common theme here is bullpen issues for a lot of these teams, but if Kimbrell is the guy, Absolutely. then maybe you have something there to kind of work with and, and someone that could just shore stuff up. But uh, if they're hitting, you know, Schwarber to throw him in there. If, he, if he's playing defense, which his manager wants to see. If they're hitting, it's going to be tough for the Marlins to match runs there. Um, and I think the Cubs, how they've been able to kind of just steady the course, and it's crazy that that window—you know—they they won the the World Series in 2016, and it's almost like we were expecting them to be bad
1: memory for you,
0: bad memory for me. But I can I can kind of get past it with this. They didn't really <laughs> they didn't really you know build off that. It kind of was some missed mm-hmm. playoff performances, and you know a lot of people expected that core to be around for a while. It just shows you how tough it is to win uh, at this Absolutely. level. Uh, Money Mitch Effect, Matt Wittenberg, will stay in the NL for this wild, wild postseason of MLB 2020, 16-team tournament. And the team that had the least amount of picks in uh, in the, uh, essentially, I, I'll throw it up there with the Dodgers. The Dodgers, uh, obviously, Brewers, were pretty one-sided in picks, but the Padres weren't too far behind them <laughs> with a 4-5 matchup, and everybody is on the Padres to beat the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, they're, they're the hot team right now, this like new shiny toy that's out there and for good reason. They can mash. That that lineup is scary. Um, the bullpen moves that they made to get uh, Trevor Rosenthal from the Royals that really short up the back end since Kirby Yates has been hurt. I mean, they're they're good. Their big question mark right now, though, is their starting pitching house because uh, Lament got banged up at the end of the year and your boy, former boy, former Sunshine boy. Clevenger, also got hurt. So They say that they're going to be Uh, ready to go but we'll see I it's playoff baseball I guess you sort of got to bite the bull and try and send your guys out there but I mean the other teams made up of major leaguers too so they can pounce on any weakness there um it's gonna be an interesting series I don't like either team either so I'm just glad that one of them will be going (laughs) home in the first round
0: really now the Padre dislike for the Padres I feel like yeah, Correct me if I'm a, there's too, the dot. Okay. They're
1: getting a little too loud now. Oh, okay. Because so obviously they're not giants. Back in it, their place. They're not uh, giants, no, and they're not even not. really
0: Diamondbacks on the on the pecking order from what I've seen, but uh, of dislike from this fan base. But could be wrong.
1: No, their their fans on Twitter like to chirp a lot too. So, but okay. hey, I get it. They're, it's the first t- the time that they've been, had a legitimate team to get excited about. So I'm not going to fault them too much for that. It's just like. When you see like after dominating the division for nigh on a decade, when you see those uh, up and comers coming up, you're just like you get a little defensive because it's your division. So,
0: yeah, the Padres going on a uh, cold streak down the stretch didn't help. They were for a while they were pushing you guys for that NL West title. Um, love El- yep. Ni- love El Nino though. Um, you know, sorry if that <laughs> if that upsets you, but watching Tease play, no, he's
1: he's great. He's a ton of fun to watch. I have no ill will against him he's star in the making if he isn't a star already and potential uh and i mean he fell off a little bit near the end of the season so maybe not an MVP year this year but i'll be surprised if he doesn't win one eventually oh
0: yeah i mean it's very likely that he's gonna get one at some point um but no i think that the health of their pitching you touched on is going to be huge for them the cardinals have proven guys goldschmidt among others Matt Carpenter's been there forever. I know, you know, you know some of the guys on this team a little, yep. little too well, but they're proven guys. The problem <laughs> really. is that pitching, their bullpen is hung together by scotch tape, and it's kind of miraculous they've been able to, you know, get this far, having to play all the time and and not really mm-hmm. having the luxury of days so off to, come, to kind of reset. So. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be uh, a reckoning here if the Padres don't win this game because this is one where I know they're a young team, but you know, you want to get to, you want to get to the second round, and this is a, a series they should win. So I'm going to stay with the Padres too, but be careful for yeah, those I think Cardinals, get man. It done.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, if, uh, if I mean clearly he's had a little bit of a down here, but if he's able to recapture some of what he had last year and throw seven strong innings for them in Game One, then. Yeah, that can turn the whole series, but I, I agree. I think I think we'll see that uh, dodgers Padres matchup in the uh, divisional round.
0: So no worries at all from you going into the Brewers. Other than the normal, this is the best of three that we could be playing anyone and it would be nerve-wracking, but feeling pretty good about the matchup?
1: Yeah, I am. I mean, it's the Dodgers are as well-rounded as any team in the game and have depth everywhere. The bullpen's been really strong this year. The one, like, sort of question mark is i guess kenley jansen but <laughs> ding I mean, ding ding yeah dave roberts has some options if they want to go get joe kelly maybe in the mix Got Blake blake him back there or even uh the flame thrower uh star gratterall who they got in the mookie Betts deal as well so they, there's options back there i mean more than any team that's playing in the po- postseason so i feel good i mean i'm like I said, just nervous by default because it's a three-game series. And if you lose game one, then your back is up against the wall. But mm-hmm. I feel good that the lineup is strong top to bottom, even the guys on the bench. And Kershaw has been pitching out of his mind this year. He will he gets the ball game two, get uh, Walker Bueller will start game one. So he can what? either clinch it or send it to uh, – Send it back to a uh, game
0: three. Yeah, it just shows you the depth of your lineup when guys this year like Bellinger, like Muncy, didn't really hit that well. Seager exactly, was kind yeah. of the the hidden star on that team, or people kind of forgot about on the nationals. Jay Pollock
1: of all people had led, yeah. led the team in home runs. Him it, and rookie Bet, so
0: incredible. It's, uh, yeah, it's incredible. a very deep
1: team. I worry I feel too good that the uh, yeah. Brewers' best pitcher, Corbin Burns, is not going to uh, pitch in the postseason. He had a really good year, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, up three ARA, I'm pretty sure, so nice to not have to deal
0: with him. I worry about Kenley also for the Dodgers, but I don't think this is, like, make no mistake, you're gonna, if the Dodgers as good as they are, they deserve to be the favorites, but they're gonna have to earn this, and it's gonna be a grind to win the World oh, Series. no question. This isn't where they're gonna be pressed to answer some of those questions, specifically Kenley Jansen and that bullpen, I don't think. It's gonna come, probably the next round, but at this point, mm-hmm. I think, I think the talent enough, and I think it's good starting pitching. If you can get good outings, the bats should be able to carry you from there. Uh, yeah, so I, I almost, you know, I feel bad because in the NL, I, I think I just pretty much went chalk, but uh, it's probably not going to happen that way. I think the AL, I'll save some up. Yeah, of someone else flip up. All right, AL first. Uh, I'm going to go out of order and start with my series because I'm excited. I mean, I'm actually excited for Indian Yankees. Probably uh, the
1: biggest
0: series of the
1: first round. Biggest series,
0: Cleveland gets the four seed, Yankees get the five. Weirdly enough, this is, you know, on the final day of the season, we were texting each other, and you know, you texted me when we locked in this series, and I actually liked it. Like, I like the matchups for, I like playing the Yankees in the first round. Uh, it, kind of, it sounds a little At crazy, given, yeah, given the hype and everything, Yankees are a team that underachieved for sure, but... Want to mm-hmm. play that team in the gates round one rather than round two or the championship if they get if they both get that far when they've picked up steam. I like the matchups. Obviously Bieber is like my my savior this year. You know I worship the yeah, ground he walks uh, on. Former
1: Money Mitch effect guest. Uh, yeah, team, yeah, he definitely <laughs>
0: is. We really appreciate his support. Uh, he plays Garrett Cole and he pitches against Garrett Cole in the first game, which is uh you know that's Broadway highlight show for sure. Those two guys on the exactly. marquee matchup. The late game uh, on Tuesday night as you listen to this the game is tonight and I also think that the fact that the Yankees have two things going against them that uh, are in Cleveland's favor one being they were the worst fielding team in baseball this year not just teams in the playoffs but in baseball lowest field percentage and I think they made about 48 errors almost like an error game in the regular season
1: that, that always bites you in the playoffs
0: too. Always bite. You. We both can speak to that very 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 mm-hmm. very much. And the other thing is as great as these guys can be hitting home runs, they have power one to eight that I don't think anybody even your Dodgers necessarily have. They don't really I agree. they yeah. don't really hit to contact. You know, they don't really they strike out a lot. They don't really get on base. They rely like some of these teams on home runs. The pitching has been suspect and you know, going against Bieber in game one, I think that's gonna be a problem for the Yankees and, and the Indians, you know my concerns. It's Jose Ramirez has been on absolute tear, put the team on his back. Lindor's gonna come up in the playoffs. Reyes mm-hmm. has been doing well, but they're gonna need hitting at the bottom of their lineup at some point and, and most likely in this series. So can they get some other bats? Can anybody who catches actually get on base? I still haven't seen it yet. And uh, that's gonna be yeah, the man, thing. I feel I'll good. Feel too. I feel good about the pitching, and I feel good about the bullpen, how it's been going. So can they get hitting at the bottom of the lineup uh, for the Indians, and can the Yankees get on base and, you know, work Bieber's pitch count up, get him out of the game earlier and, and get to him and the other starters. So it's going to be fascinating. Yeah,
1: that's obviously the key. Yeah, I mean, he's the runaway AL sign-up winner, triple crown winner this year, and really cool yeah, story just to see that guy take the next step after they deal, um, deal Clevenger and deal – uh, who's the guy oh. they traded to Texas? I can't remember. Oh, he Kluver. forever. Kluver, <laughs> sorry, and yeah. then you Bauer know to the off you know,
0: Bauer gone as well. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Step
1: up that way is awesome. And Karaski's uh, been coming back up too, and please a a really good third starter. So I mean, yeah. but especially if one, I feel great about your chances. That yeah. it's all about the uh, getting that offense from the bottom of the order and hoping that the Yankees don't have it in them. And yeah. Continue that poor uh, strikeout rate.
0: Yeah, they're going to go uh, Tanaka versus Carrasco game two. With Puizac would be versus Hap if There is a game three tentatively uh, mm-hmm. with Savali uh, in the in the bullpen and Tristan McKenzie, who's another well, I'm another big fan of where this pitching comes from. I don't know. Um, but, no, I mean, the Yankees, there's reason to be concerned. And, look, I don't think the Indians are a perfect team by any stretch. Any one of these matchups, it's not like I think the Yankees are the worst team in the playoffs, and I'm like, thank God sure. we got them. Any one of the matchups would have been tough. I just think playing a team that's pitching has been kind of their weakness. I'd rather go against that than an ace like we were talking about, and then the Indians just put up one run in each game and, and they're gone. So uh, that's where that's where I'm at there. Um, you don't Ramir.
1: have to play them in Yankees stadium with the short porch
0: either so it's always a good thing uh, Jose Ramirez who's been on a tear maybe an MVP winner it's wide open in the AL we'll see what happens uh, love how he's done and love how at his press conference he brought the ball that he hit over the fence to it to show everyone on the zoom
1: call uh, <laughs> he's such a likable dude
0: I'm going to say Indians in three and I'm going to say they win games one and three
1: yeah I, I agree with that
0: Oh, can't wait can't wait for that one. And uh, for the 1-8 matchup on their side, it's Tampa and Toronto. Tampa, the one seed in the American League. Incredible. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, that's a testament to, I mean, that team is just constantly overachieved with how they evaluate prospects and the deals they're able to make to bring in more good prospects. So, I mean, they're, they're a really neat story. Got an amazing pitching staff and uh obviously some really good hitters too they're familiar with the blue jays the same division so i mean i feel like they're probably going to win this in two because snow and more as good of a top two of any rotation <clears throat> excuse me um yeah yeah playing the playing it in the empty trap, so a lot of echoes
0: <laughs> yeah hit it off the stand hit it off the but, catwalk a little bit you know
1: uh, yeah, a I think props for the Blue Jays though, and their young talent for making it. Though they're I mean, they're I, a fun, up and coming
0: team. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that teams like Oakland and Tampa were, you know, winning the AL. I mean, obviously, Dodgers and the NL and, and the Braves with the talent. I think that there's a little bit of a gap there with some of the other teams, but in in the AL, I feel like it's been pretty balanced. And you know, Tampa and Oakland, great pitching in in both their cases, the mm-hmm. starters and the bullpen. And it's a short season. They trust their arms. They trust their skipper to make their skippers to make good decisions. I think we, you know they're the one seed, and some people that weren't paying attention would be like, "Wow, that's a little shocking." Playing in a division with the Yankees, Red Sox, and other years, but this is a good, fundamentally sound team. They might not have the big names yeah. and big bats, but they can throw and they can get timely hits and get on base and make life difficult.
1: I think they went something like 8-2 and two against the Yankees this year, too. They dominated oh, that.
0: Those were very heated games, as we saw. Yep. <laughs> they were very heated. Uh, like Toronto's kind of rebuild mode, and, and I think it's a good strategy when you can just get famous players' kids. I think that's always a good strategy with Pichette and Vlad <laughs> Jr. And Biggio. And, and Biggio. Vlad Jr., by the way, big fan. It doesn't really – it has like the complete opposite physique of his dad. It's kind of crazy. His physique yeah. is just completely yep. different.
1: <laughs> yeah, Vlad Sr. is like a twig in the outfield.
0: Tall, lanky, lean, and, and that's not Vlad Jr., but yep. he can mash uh, for sure. <laughs> I, I like Tampa in two as well. I think they're going to move on to the ALDS. Um, and, yeah, if it's Indians or if it's Indians-Tampa, you know, that's a frightening matchup for us for sure. Yankees-Tampa is going to be heated also. And then the last section yep. of the ALDS, Matt Wittenberg here on the Money Mitch Effect, the last wildcard section, I should say. That's the one where it pains me to say this, but I think anything's possible, and I say that because the Astros are there. But this is the section where I think yep. to expect chaos. I think this is where you can <clears> see <throat> your upsets and you can see any one of these four teams essentially get to the ALCS. I don't think I'd say that about any other uh, part of the bracket but the bottom of the AL
1: that's going to be interesting. the Astros are <clears throat> excuse me, not the team that they were before last year, no. obviously no Garrett Cole, no Justin Verlander, and their average was for most of their big players this year, they had such a steep decline, so I mean, make of that what you will. I mean, I have my theories, I'm sure you have yours um, yeah,
0: yeah, we can get into that later, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the twins can. MASH, they were the best home run hitting team last year. A lot of that carried over into this season. Their pitching is a little bit of a question mark, but so is Astros. They have Frankie and not a whole lot of question marks after that. So I'd be a little surprised if Houston won the series, but I mean, I feel like they're like a cockroach that never dies, so they'll probably win it, but I mean, I don't know. Hard to say.
0: (laughs) Would you say say that Houston kind of – you know, if they play right, they can you know they can start buzzing a little bit. Or
1: <laughs> uh, it's just like such a lot big gap in their talent from the pitching standpoint. So I don't think they have got a big run in them. But no. I mean, I don't know that. Like I said, that team like never goes away. So maybe they do. I I just really hope not.
0: <laughs> I know. I uh... I'd like
1: to see the Twins win something in the playoffs too. They I feel like they always get swept by the Yankees. Yeah. So well, that's the big thing. Is chance to like move on.
0: That's the big thing. Every Twin fan I know is so happy they're not playing the Yankees. So they love that this was the draw. And getting to see the Twins firsthand a lot, I don't think there is a team that, I mean, their their strategy is simple, home runs. Like they are going to get a guy on base and just try to mash. And it's worked until it hasn't. Now their their pitching is a lot better than some of the other teams that we mentioned and kind of under the radar good. I would also say that fielding, which I just trashed the Yankees for, the Twins are pretty good that, You know, Berkson, especially in center is just like incredible. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like going to
1: see former Dodger uh, Kent yeah. Saeda have a strong. I know team. He, he's
0: he's another one. If it wasn't for Bieber's year, he'd be right in that mm-hmm. mix for Cy Young too. Um, he's become their ace as well. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Twins. I'm going to say Twins win this one in three over the Astros, and they take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd say that probably goes three as well, yeah. Um, yeah, with Minnesota
0: taking it. So, Twins and three. Let's just make sure we scan. You know, we have a metal detector before the Astros take the field in the batter's <laughs> box. But otherwise, expect yep. a good, clean series. Oakland, good thing it's
1: not in Houston.
0: Oakland won that NL, that uh, AL West. They got the two seed. They handled that division for most of the year. It was just incredible how they played. Yep. And the best bullpen, I think, that I've seen this year Just when they get leads, they just put the clamps on and it's been over. Uh, The White Sox are a young, exciting team that I think kind of went under the radar. They were a team that uh, similar-ish, not quite at the level of the Padres' whip, but I got similar vibes watching them because I do think they're building something here and uh, seeing them firsthand as well in the Indians division, there's a lot to like. There's still some raw talent, some refined edges with them, but I think the White Sox are very dangerous.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they have a lot of young really good hitters, like you said. <clears throat> Jose Abreu has been doing it for a few years now, and Yon Moncada, but also now that uh, Luis Roberts up there and he's playing pretty well, and Lucas Giolito really turned into an ace, had a no-hitter this year, so him and Keiko are a pretty good one-two, um, but they, you're right about that A's bullpen, it's scary. If you're down in the seventh, eighth inning, you're probably not coming back no matter how good your offense is, and Oakland's offense has been Really, really good this season as well. So a lot of big mashers in that lineup. You get the Mats Olson and, um, sorry, forgot the other one.
0: Well, they, you know, I, I, you know, it's good. Um, I, the The White Sox thing you mentioned, Giolito, an LA kid, might might want to point out having the, you know, the, yeah. the start of yeah. his life and and being incredible. Jose Abreu is another one that you know just keeps kind of getting better and doesn't really have that national recognition. Uh, I am going to pick the White Sox here. Let's get an upset going. I think the White Sox win this one, and, and that's when we get the dominoes falling So where you could have maybe three AL Central teams in the second round or maybe an a Astros-White Sox 6-7 matchup. I mean, this is where, like I said, I think all bets are off this section of the draw, but I like the White Sox in this one. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I'm going to stick with Oakland just because of how good that bullpen is. But, uh wouldn't surprise me. Either way, Chicago's a fun, fun young team as well.
0: What do you think for World Series? Do you think Dodgers-Indians, we finally get it this year?
1: <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably go Chalk, as boring okay. as it sounds. I think I'll go the 2-1 seeds: Dodgers and Rays. Just pitching and timely hitting. That's, a, that's the name of the game in the playoff.
0: I gotta go Indians because this is such a crazy year that I can you know it could happen so might as well (laughs) I'll say Indians and Dodgers just just for the fun of it Uh, although Indians and Padres would be if if we're doing Indian storylines Dodgers isn't in the top three unfortunately because you know what the you know what the three are there's three very distinct storylines out there one would be and I'm not gonna rank any of them but Indians Cubs (laughs) the rematch of 16 would be incredible. Uh, yep. Indians, Padres, Cleffinger after that trade, you know, dealing with him. And then Indians, Reds, of course, if that somehow happened, like facing Bauer, the two yeah, Ohio that teams Ohio. Would be yep. kind of nuts. Trevor Bauer being weird again. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I'm excited. I know this is going to be great. We're going to have baseball all day Tuesday and then especially all day Wednesday. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Wittenberg, blast as always. But last thing, we, we do have to touch on football. <laughs> And uh, you know, I know it was a heartbreaking week for for your Cardinals. The Browns, for me, looked good, but they played a, a barely an NFL team. My my takeaway <laughs> this week was it really is a quarterback driven league, and if you are in the upper, you know, five percent, you got to just love life. And I don't know what that feels like. I think you got a little bit of that with Kurt Warner for a couple of years, but. You see mm-hmm. Mahomes, you see Rodgers, you see Russell Wilson. It's like a different, it's like a different league for these guys.
1: Yeah, it's like you're starting the game like up ten zero or even like fourteen zero with those guys. It's insane. Um, obviously, Mahomes is going to be doing it for a long time. He's so young. So uh, those other guys, Wilson's still got got some tread on the tire, and Rodgers. I mean, he's year sixteen now, but still uh as good as ever so uh yeah it is far and away a quarterback league most teams have feel like they have their guy now so it's all about developing them some guys are some guys aren't i mean josh allen and sam darnold Mm -hmm. are polar opposites at this point so yeah and obviously have really high hopes for Kyler murray he played like a rookie this last weekend but i feel like his ceiling's really high and he and uh deandre hopkins have such a good rapport already so, so yeah Gary keeps Kingsbury offense
0: it is pretty crazy um, to see you have your tiers of quarterbacks and you know tier one is such rarefied air that you don't even want to bank you just want to take it as a blessing if it happens and do all you can to just you know strike gold but you know that tier two yep. it, there's a lot of changing parts in it Josh Allen, somebody that's having the start of his life. Now, we're all asking the same question. Is this too good to be true? Can he maintain it? Can he win in the postseason? You know, you see him. You see a guy like Ryan Tannehill who's lighting the league on fire, too. I mean, he's never looked better. You know, Last year, we thought, was this a fluke at the end of the year? And his passing numbers are even better than last year. Yep. So, on the counter to that, we see the position get old pretty fast. Breeze looks kind of old. Brady is, you know, still hanging in there and, and winning games. But How much longer does he have? Guys like Kirk Cousins might have maybe jumped the shark. The Vikings are in in disarray. And and even a guy like my guy, Baker Mayfield, who I'd like to see a little more out of him. it's It's been okay. For sure. It could be better. And you watch enough of his throws and you think, okay, well, this wasn't terrible, but, you know, you don't know. This is year three now for him. You don't know exactly what you're getting. And I think that's the fear of the unknown with a quarterback especially being the cornerstone of the franchise I mean it's just it's it's something you're always going to think about
1: yeah but if you feel like you have your guy then I mean that's like worth its weight in gold so this year three is huge for all of those guys Uh, Lamar obviously looks like the real deal so does Josh Allen so Sam not so much but who knows how much that has to do with talent and coaching so and then Baker is, yeah, a little bit of a wild card so far who's coming in his with some really good moments and some uh, head scratching ones also.
0: I want to add, you know, Deshaun Watson too, who's been a beast, but their schedule yeah. is just so brutal, mm. and they've got other issues with that. Yeah, team. rough start. Like giving away mm-hmm. their best receiver, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, that would I'm be still, an issue. Still
1: have my, uh, still got to get my Bill O'Brien.
0: Yeah, or, or, I something yeah, I know. I know. I think you're 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 a fan. I think you support uh, you know his uh, his trading <laughs> industry, his company. Uh, Absolutely. But it's but it's true though. I mean, you just you you have to kind of you know build your offense around some of these guys too and give them the chance to succeed. I know we're doing this after the Chiefs just wiped the floor essentially with the Ravens. Do we have to worry about the Ravens not being a big game team? Because I'm starting to kind of notice a trend here that they just. Wipe the floor with teams they should beat, but when it gets to that next level, maybe not so much.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, they didn't show up in the playoffs at all, so but they fell in a hole early in this game. So I don't know if maybe if they come fall behind too yeah. early is yeah is Lamar the guy that can bring them back in those games? Because that sort of negates a lot of his rushing ability when he got to air it out so much. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, the Chiefs are. Along with Seattle, probably the two best teams in the league. So mm-hmm. they didn't lose to Scrubs, but are they a championship team? Right. Um, hard to say right now.
0: Well, I'm starting. You know, obviously, if you're starting an NFL franchise, you got to go with those elite quarterbacks. It goes elite quarterbacks, and then Aaron Donald. But then you got to go with yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Donald is just. I mean, he's insane. It's it's something crazy every week. Um, yeah, but. I'm
1: sure he gets held every play, and still manages to do what he does.
0: Still. Yeah, the you know, he had some plays. The coolest things I saw this week in addition were Josh Allen got a face mask call with the football in his hands. Don't think I've ever seen a quarterback yep. do that. <laughs> uh I saw and, that one. and uh, obviously Russ just being amazing down the stretch. Rodgers on Sunday Night Football um being a beast as well over a, a Saints team that's offense actually showed up. Thank God I think we can wrap with this. Thank God we're not Falcons fans cuz that would be oh, brutal. I know.
1: I feel like I'd just give up watching the NFL if that was the case. I'm two straight for any Falcons listeners out there. Two straight weeks,
0: for 99% win percentage chance, win expectancy mm-hmm. rate in the fourth quarter, and they lost. I mean, that,
1: <laughs> I mean, Dallas is pretty good, but blowing that against, I mean, they still should have won that game, but especially blowing it against the Bears, who had to make a quarterback switch in the middle of the game. So, <laughs> yeah. At home, no less. No, that's Yeah, not I, great. I didn't even realize. I don't know why Quinn hasn't been fired yet.
0: I didn't even realize that uh, Scott Hanson on Red Zone jinxed it, too, when it was a 16-point game. So funny. So funny. <laughs> Just said we know Falcons fans don't think it's oh, the over. the Red
1: Zone jinx. The Red Zone jinx yep. was
0: great. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you got the New York teams. It would be, be rough to be a fan of either of those franchises right now. I still think the team that takes the case for angriest fan base has got to be the Eagles at this point. Even though they won the Super yeah, Bowl a few how years bad ago, they look, yeah. and, and punting—I mean, at, at some point you have to laugh, right? Doug uh, Doug Peterson wrote a book called *Fearless*, and he punts in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <it's>
1: been, <laughs> uh, you can't make it up.
0: I mean, it's Such great. great irony. It's great, but, uh, Witt, thanks for joining the show. I know we're getting ready for oh, our course. conferences to come back in college football, so
1: can't get here soon enough.
0: It was a slow process. Um, don't think I would have copied every move the Pac-12 made, but hey, we're going to get football no. back, so um, I'm ready for That's that. Okay.
1: The, you're, the Big Ten had the real bat for us, so we're covered. Just do everything you guys do. Just follow, just grab
0: onto our coattails and, and we'll lead you into yep. the promised land, but I'm excited for that. We're going to dive into more college football later, but uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you joining, and yeah. I hope to talk to you soon here on the Money Mitch Effect.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks again to my friend Matt Wittenberg for coming on this show, giving his baseball picks, talking about just about every sport. A a Mr. Do-It-All, if you will, a jack-of-all-trades, and he was able to go around the sports globe. We didn't even touch on basketball. The finals are going to be starting between the Lakers and the Heat. The French Open is in full effect in tennis. There really is nothing like this month. The college football as well. We're going to dive into that. As I said, there is a lot to discuss, a lot of meat on the bone. With LSU losing, with Oklahoma losing, two top five teams, two top three teams going down, Big Ten and Pac-12 are on the way. So you'll be watching out for Ohio State as well. But if you like the Money Mitch Effect, share it. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Leave a rating, a review. Subscribe there. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. There'll be a new episode next week. Until then, enjoy the sports. Enjoy the MLB postseason. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. We'll see you next time. Go Indians.